everyone, it's Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Toddy is because I've spent the last decade mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Toddy podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm-hmms, and yes girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Table Talk with Tidy podcast. If you're an oldie but goodie, thank you for coming to hang out with your girl for another episode. And if you are new here, thank you so much for stopping by. If you like what you hear today, I invite you to join my amazing family of listeners all around the globe by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting that subscribe button so you do not miss out on future episodes. You can catch up on past episodes at the all-new tabletalkwithtati.com. I will be sure to leave the link in the description. Now, y'all, today's episode is super special, and it's not just because it's the last episode of the year, but y'all, this is the last episode of the decade. And while I'm sad that this is the last episode of the year and decade, it's exciting for many reasons. Number one, I'm one of those types of people I like to go back and look at not just what I accomplished, but also in the areas that I maybe dropped the ball or maybe where I failed at a little bit, just to see like what lessons could I take away from different experiences and situations that have come my way. And I believe, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the things that I've experienced, the lessons that I've learned will also translate as value in y'all's lives, in my friends' lives, in my family's lives, and vice versa. Like, I like to learn from people's experiences as well. And sometimes as we're going through things throughout the year or throughout the month, it's hard to kind of grasp the lessons (laughs) that come from those things, especially if they're hard pills to swallow. But I particularly love to take the end of the year to really dig back and and kind of see what I could pull away from. So when I was thinking about what the last episode would be, I knew that I didn't necessarily want it to be on one particular topic or the other. So I was like, girl, you got to make up your mind. I had a couple of other ideas and I was like, I mean, what do I say? Because I've got so much to say, you know? So today I just basically want to highlight three particular areas where I found that I've grown a lot, not just over this year, but I guess over time in the last decade. And just like give you guys some of my two or three or 10 cent even, 
or a quarter or a full dollar, you know, whatever value you translate it as uh, in this particular episode. But before we dive in, I want to do a quick recap of episode 63, which was our last episode uh, titled The Bag is in the Focus. On this particular episode, I told you guys that focus was one of my 2019 non-negotiables. So it didn't matter what I was doing, where I was at, who I was with, focus was a non-negotiable for me. Uh, forget everything else. Uh, I realized that making more moves wasn't a move. Making more quality moves was. So if you follow me for some time now, if you follow my journey through this past year, you probably noticed that I didn't do that much this year as far as quote unquote building my brand. Um, well, as far as you guys saw, uh, I took a seat back. I focused on my nine to five and growing there and leveraging those opportunities on my nine to five to make more money to invest in my brand. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I think that might be the top episode of all of 2019. It's called Hustlers. Uh, I kind of embedded how to leverage your creativity and as an entrepreneur on your nine to five. And with the movie that came out this year starring Cardi B and JLo called Hustlers, that episode is going nuts. And it's been, I think since October, maybe November, maybe that that episode came out and it's still probably, it's still probably doing more numbers than any other episode on this whole podcast. So that's another one that I highly encourage you to go and check out again. If you want to catch up on all past episodes, including that one, tabletalkwithtidy.com is the place for you to be. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the last episode of the year. First, let me just say thank you guys for rocking with me all year long. We transitioned from season five to season six this year, so that was a, a huge milestone. Woo-hoo. And you guys have just been rocking with me, so I don't really have much else to say than thank you. Um, this podcast definitely would not be possible without y'all listening, downloading, supporting, helping us get on charts this year. That was also another milestone in different countries at that. So I love y'all. Uh, It would be such an honor if you continue to share the show, spread the word. Um, I love y'all for listening, and I'm glad that I can be relatable and just kind of really talk to y'all as friends because that's what I see y'all as here on the show. So 2019 was my year of rest and reconstruction. I feel like it was uh, my time where I was able to exhale and really take my time with life. I wasn't in a rush to become anything or meet any particular milestones. And I think for me, besides other goals that I had set, this was the most important for me was I remember praying to God. Now, if you've followed me for a while, you kind of know my story. Before last August, when I got my amazing job, it was a struggle for me. Like I was straight up on the struggle bus financially. I was just... I had no money, y'all. Like, I was broke, 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 broke. And if you've ever struggled from a financial standpoint, then you're aware that when you're financially just not in a good place for a long period of time, it takes a toll on you in every other area of your life, physically, because you eat what you could afford. Um, Sometimes you go without eating. And if you have kids, sometimes you sacrifice a meal just so your child could eat. When you're struggling financially, it's hard for you to invest in your dreams. It's hard for you to invest in your goals and your business if you have one. And golly, when the business ain't doing nothing, Lord, that's a whole nother story. So I've struggled a lot financially over 
several, several years, right? This wasn't just the last couple of years type of situation. It's been a long time. And I specifically remember praying to God on numerous occasions. And and I'm going to tell you what my prayer was. My prayer was, Lord, I need a break. I need a break from worrying about bills. I need a break from worrying about how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to feed my child, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do it. I just need a little bit of time to be able to exhale. And I kid you not, that prayer came true in August of 2018 when I found a job that was created just for me. And I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about as far as flexibility and so on and so forth. And it allowed me to rest and to reconstruct my life in all areas because I wasn't necessarily so stressed out about bills and money. I was able to enjoy life a little bit more. And so this year for me was my year of rest and reconstruction. I just wasn't in a rush to do nothing, y'all. I wasn't in a rush to take my brand to the next, quote unquote, the next level. I I just wasn't in a rush. I wanted to enjoy life and really focus on reconstructing relationships that I had with my friends, with some of my family members, um, some of my colleagues in business, in the business world. I really took the time to continue to get to know who I was and to get to know other people so that I can see how I can be of value beyond business. So again, 2019 for me was my year of rest and reconstruction. You know, in the past, it was always what's next, what's next. You know, you accomplish one thing and then you're on to the next trying to figure out what's next. And while I think that's great for particular seasons, that's really no good. That's kind of like running a race and never stopping to take a, a, a drink of water. You know, you become dehydrated, you become exhausted, your body starts to fall apart, your health starts to you know, fall apart. And I just think in the age that we live in, we're just so focused on hustling and bustling and no rest, no sleep, no sleep. Again, I, my opinion, I believe everything is seasonal. So 2019 for me was my year of rest and reconstruction. And today I kind of want to cover a few points in different areas of my life where I feel like I found the most significant change in the rest and reconstruction. So I kind of broke it down just so I wasn't going all over the place, you know, because y'all know I like to go off on tangents. The first area that I want to cover is my best ahas in self-discovery. The second area I want to cover today is the best of my ahas in relationships. And last but not least, (laughs) because we'd be here all day if I were to continue going on, I want to talk about the best of my ahas in business. So one thing that I did notice this year was that my little screenshot of quotes that I post on Twitter that I share on Instagram have gotten me the highest engagement in 2019. So if you're not following me on Instagram, what are you waiting for? Uh, My handle is at official tidy. You can find that in the description as well. So if you go on my page, you'll probably notice that I get hundreds of likes. And when I go on my analytics, like people share and save. And y'all, these quotes are 1,000% original. Like I literally could be in the grocery store thinking about something and come up with a quote. And I'll post it on Twitter. And a few days later, I'll share it on my IG. And I get the biggest response from those things. So I pretty much went back and looked at the ones that meant the most to me in particular, the ones that I felt like really transformed my 2019 and my decade and in a whole. Uh, And I wanted to kind of share them with you and just kind of give you some off the record 
Well, technically, it's not off the record because we're here, but y'all get what I'm saying. Give y'all a little more elaboration, if you will, than I did in my actual caption on Instagram. So let's start with the best of self-discovery. And this might be an episode where you guys want to tweet these things out. Just give me credit for them, you know, because they're my original quotes. (laughs) Um, Maybe share it on your stories, post it on your Facebook, whatever your heart feels to do. Share this information with someone else and direct them back over to the show so they can get the full experience. So the first aha in self-discovery for me was never let anyone make you feel off for being in discovery. Do you while still figuring you out? Oftentimes, I, I think when we look at the people that influence us the most, when we look at our idols or people that or our, our, our mentors, or people that we just look at, I think more so in the digital space, and it looks like their lives are really put together. They're married, they have kids, they have a booming brand, they are making lots of money, they're going on vacation every other week. We look at these people and we think that they are a complete package. And you've heard this before, we show, we show people what we want them to see at the end of the day. And I do think that there's a lot of uh, misinterpretation of what it looks like to be successful until if you're someone who's just kind of stepping into this whole maybe entrepreneurship space or someone who's just, you know, really still trying to figure out who you are as an individual outside of building a business or being an entrepreneur or being a mom or getting married. When you're trying to figure out exactly who you are, And then you're looking, you get on your phone and then you see people that are doing all of these things and it seems like they've got this well perfect, this well put together perfect package. You think that they're not still in discovery. And I realized, you know, in the last maybe two years, like completely, I've always thought it, but I realized that authenticity and transparency is the new wave. Like nobody is out here trying to be perfect. Yeah, we can post professional pictures because I know I do. But I am quick to tell people like my life is not put together. I'm all over the place just like you. The only difference between you and I is that I am bold enough to still live my life in discovery and still know that I'm valuable even in that discovery. And so don't let people make you feel like something's wrong with being in discovery or I always hear people say, well, I can't start a business yet because I'm not at this point. I always tell people, you are always an expert. It doesn't matter what area of your life you're in. If you figured out how to get from point A to point B and somebody else hadn't even gotten to point A yet, then you're an expert in that person's eye. And even though you're on discovery now and getting from point B to C, You can still help somebody else get from point A to B. Why? Because you've accomplished it and you're still in discovery because you still got a whole lot of other steps to get to. So that was one of the biggest ahas for me this year and this decade is, y'all, you're always going to be in discovery of who you are. You're never going to completely figure out who you are. It's an everyday journey. And as long as you can identify that and realize that The person that's out there that stops growing and stops discovering things about themselves, they're not going to make it far in life because everybody needs to continue to continue to rediscover who they are and to discover and unleash new parts of them. That's why y'all see me. I'm always rebranding. I'm always, you know, showing y'all a new side of me because not only does it rejuvenate my life and my spirit, but it shows people like I'm not dead. I'm going to continue to unreveal different areas of me. 
that's how I make money. That's how I'm able to get engagement on social media is because I'm not just the same old person that y'all saw two years ago. If you go back and look, you see my transformation. It is very obvious. Sis. And that's because I'm always in discovery of who I am. I'm always in discovery of different gifts and talents that I have. And I embrace every season that comes with that. So let me move on because I can stay there all day. Second aha in self-discovery for me was stop making everyone else's goals your guidelines. That kind of falls into the first one I just shared. You know, just because um, Alyssa over there took this particular roadmap to get somewhere doesn't mean that that's the roadmap that you're going to take. So when you try to follow that blueprint and it does not necessarily work out for you in that way, that's because you're trying to make someone else's goals your guidelines. Just because someone else may have a big mansion this year, that doesn't mean that that's the goal that you have to work towards. If your goal is just to make a couple extra hundred dollars a month to invest in your business, let that be your goal. Your goal does not have to be, oh, let me make six figures this year because that's everybody's, you know, selling point. I'm going to show you how to make six figures. Making six figures is great. I think we all aspire to get to that point someday. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, that's fine too. That doesn't make you less ambitious or anything. But if your goal is to simply make a couple extra hundred dollars a month, that's a great goal. It's your goal. And I think a lot of people don't achieve their goals because they're making everybody else's goals their guidelines y'all everybody out here don't want a big house as a matter of fact your girl is looking at tiny homes right now because i want to travel now if god blesses me with a mansion y'all i may take it more than likely i will but the point is we got to stop making everyone else's goals our guidelines because that's probably like the number one reason why a lot of people aren't accomplishing their goals is because they're setting the bar way higher than what they even really want at the end of the day all right let's move on Number three in self-discovery, find your rhythm and dance to that beat. Figure out what you genuinely love to do and move to that. I experienced this a lot this year, you guys. I came from a complete business, branding, marketing background. Like that's what people still know me as. I'm the queen of personal branding. I've talked about it. I've preached about it. I've sang about it. I'm asleep in the shower about how we're in more control of how people perceive us and what people think about us when we walk in the room. I, I'm that girl, y'all. I'm the poster child for personal branding. I have taught y'all this. I have beat it in your skulls. But another part of building a personal brand is also realizing that if you're not truly doing something in the right season, it don't matter. And I realized that my season with that particular industry I won't say it's over because I still feel like I'm very valuable to people in that space who are still at point A. But what I found that was happening was that I started only doing it for the money. I didn't necessarily enjoy doing it, which means that I wasn't being as consistent with putting out content. I wasn't being as consistent with producing products and services. I was getting lazy. And it was because that was no longer the rhythm that I was supposed to be dancing to. So I prayed about it for months, for months, for months. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to take a leap and do something that feels good to me. Something that I can stay on beat with. You know, I, like, you know, you know, I can't really dance, y'all. Like, I ain't going to lie. I can't dance. But, you know, when you hear that song and you feel like you on beat and you're just feeling it all in your spirit. That's how I feel now about style and affordable living and lifestyle. And that's that's my new rhythm. 
And I'm going to dance to that beat for as long as I can stay on beat within that rhythm. And even though the results may not right now be what I want them to be, as long as I feel good when the song comes on and I'm on beat, y'all, I feel great. And I, I highly encourage you to do that. If it's blogging for you, if it's hair for you, if it's makeup, if it's photography, and you may come from a completely different background, don't be afraid to explore the new rhythm. And the last aha in self-discovery for me this year was, you got to know the season you're in. There's a season to write the book and a season to journal. This kind of goes back to what I shared a little while ago about not being in a rush. Oftentimes, we see someone out here writing a book. We see someone starting a podcast. We see someone starting a vlog. And we feel like we need to also write a book, start a podcast, start a a blog or vlog or whatever the case may be. And a lot of times, it's not even time for that yet. We just want to rush and put something out there. Uh, I came across a young lady a while back who she was going through a lot and she hadn't really overcome that thing yet. She was still struggling in that area. And she just up one day and said she wanted to write a book. Now, while I definitely see a book in her future because I really believe she can help out people within that area, she was trying to speak on a subject that she had not yet mastered to the point where she could help other people, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. And it came to me, you know, some of us are out here trying to write books when we should still be writing in our journals. Baby boy, baby girl. And (laughs) y'all, I've been watching a lot of Be Simone lately, so excuse me. But this is one of those things where we definitely have to look in the mirror and say, is this the season for me to be pushing out a book? Or should I take a step back and figure this out first? And not necessarily master it, but like I've mentioned earlier, figure out how to get myself from point A to B before I start writing books and putting things out there. Because what can happen is you could prematurely put something out and it's not the season for that. And it can completely do a 360 on you and you not get no results at all because it was not the season. I digress. All right, y'all. So that's the best of my ahas and self-discovery. Let's move on to my best of relationships. Ciao. This year, I think relationships for me was also a really big area as far as growth. Um, I had a lot of ups with relationships. And let me pause for a second. When I say relationships, y'all, I don't just mean dating with like a man. I mean like family, friends, those types of relationships as well. And I'm still going through it. As a matter of fact, this last week, I definitely, I want to say I went through a breakup but I kind of cut ties with someone who I had been dealing with for the last year and a half. And emotionally, even as I'm recording this podcast, I am going through it emotionally. You know, when you've been kind of with someone for so long and and you kind of pull a plug on it, it hurts, you know, it stings. And so I've been still busy with work and everything and just trying to go through it. But anyway, so my point is, even up until now, I'm still growing and experiencing some growing pains within relationships. So my first aha from this aspect is people right around you are going through things you can't even imagine. Be kind. You may encounter them right at their breaking point. I shared something on my Facebook uh, a couple of days ago where, you know, I just basically say, y'all, it was Christmas and I was just so torn down. 
I was finding myself crying just randomly for no reason or what I thought was no reason. And I started to feel a little bit guilty about even feeling bad. And then I realized like, girl, it's okay to feel bad. Like, you know, as long as you don't stay down, it's okay to be down sometimes. And I shared a post on Facebook, just kind of sharing what I was experiencing. And like people would just started commenting. And one point that I made in that particular post was that, you know, check on the people who you think got it all together. Cause I know people look at me and they may think I don't have any problems in the world. Um, that I don't need somebody to talk to sometimes or that I'm so strong to where I get through anything without anyone's help. And that is not the case. And there's a lot of people out here, like it's it, it's the people who you least think that need someone to check on them every now and again or need someone to smile at them every now and again or be kind. And I was finding myself kind of in that space. And I realized that this year, like people are going through it. People are going through it. And that's why it's so important to be aware of who you're interacting with and not be so quick to snap. I'm working on that as well because, you know, if you kind of just don't approach people with such negativity, you'll be amazed at how they'll open up to you and tell you what they're experiencing. And you might be complaining about something and realize, dang, well, I don't got nothing to complain about because she's got it way worse or she's really going through it. So I'll take this problem over her problem. So, you know, that's just an overall aha, I think, for us all going into the new decade is to just be very careful how we engage and interact with people because you just never know what they're dealing with emotionally. And you never want to be that person that is the last person they talk to and they had such a negative experience with you. Second aha in relationships. Whoo, child. This one, I'm talking to myself. Never, ever give someone the benefits of you without it benefiting you. And let me add to that. Stop checking for people who ain't checking for you, sis. And this one in particular came to me as far as like dating. You know, I'm 31 and, you know, I'm just at an age now where it's like, I'm either all in or I'm not. And I need you to be too. And in the last year and a half, I found myself giving more than I was receiving. Now, I wasn't giving to receive, but it would have been nice. You get what I'm saying? It would have been nice if the exchange was mutual and if we were on the same page. And and I finally was like, girl, why on earth would you give somebody the benefits of you without a benefit in you? And like, y'all, benefits aren't crying and always being stressed out about an individual. Like, that's that's not a that's not benefiting you. That's hurting you because when you're emotionally just so tied up in a negative standpoint, it pulls you away from accomplishing your goals. It pulls you away from being pleasant to other people in your life who are benefiting you. And so I just realized that, and and I'm taking that model with me going into the new decade, honey, because that's going to apply to all relationships in my life. If the relationship isn't benefiting me, I'm not even going to play around with it. I'm just going to cut it off. I'm I'm not no, I'm no longer going to check for people who don't check for me. So I hope that saves somebody out there. And this was this is the last aha in relationships and it, you know it's kind of hard to narrow it down to 3 cuz I had a lot. But I think these 3 were the most important. And this one is nothing lasts forever, so don't let a second slip by. I know quite a bit of people who passed away this year. And I looked around at how, and I know this is kind of common, it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, but it's funny to me how when people pass away or when people get really sick, 
That's when people tend to rally around them. That's when people tend to want to go and visit them and send them flowers and send them text messages and post nice, sweet things about them on Facebook. But then it's the people that are right around us that we take for granted or that we don't necessarily check up on or or show them we appreciate them. And they're literally right under our noses. And that's a touchy one for a lot of people. And I think that just because someone may not physically translate into value, we got to stop throwing people away. We got to stop turning the cheek and acting like we don't see people right around us, people who need us, people who need to hear, I love you, or I got your back, or even more than just saying it, showing them appreciation, taking them out to dinner every now and again calling them on the phone and saying, hey, girl, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's go out for lunch. Popping up to see them when they're in the nearest city. Whatever the case may be, we're not going to be around forever. The people that we love the most are not going to be here forever. We never know when the time is going to come. And so I know for me, this year, I definitely tried to show more appreciation and not let time and, and, and opportunities to be around and engage with and love on the people that really mean the most to me. I tried not to do that this year. So those are my best in relationships. Um, Like I said, I had so many more that I wanted to share, but I had to narrow it down so this episode wasn't an hour long. All right, so let's move into the best ahas in business because y'all know I couldn't leave this out. I I couldn't leave it out. Couldn't leave it out. So I spoke at a brunch earlier this year here in Charleston and I said something on the panel and it went viral practically like people still say it and so I had to share this of course there are a million Walmarts and they all making money there are a million Walmarts and they all making money so what that basically says is it doesn't matter how many makeup artists there are. It doesn't matter how many branding coaches there are. It does not matter how many photographers there are, personal chefs, bakeries, spas, gyms. It does not matter how many of them there are. We could all make money, right? They could all make money. Every Walmart you go in, it could be two Walmarts on the same street. And guess what? When you pull up in the parking lot, both parking lots are full, period. So we got to get out of this mindset that just because 10 other people in the city are doing it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Just because girl A over here is a club don't mean girl B over here can't. Like we all can't go to 10 different Walmarts, right? We all can't go, you know, the whole city can't go to one hairstylist. They can't. It's that capacity. They can't service everybody. So I think we just kind of got to get out of that mindset. I had to get out of that mindset that just because... 10 people are doing it that I know doesn't mean I can't do it. You got to figure out where you're valuable. Your unique proposition is the fact that you're you and nobody else can translate that. Nobody else can be you. So that was like the biggest one I had to share. The second aha in business for this year and this decade is read your story to the world, but don't forget to flip the pages. Y'all, it's okay to change your mind. And I struggled with this. Like I said, I came from the business brand and marketing background space. People know me, still call me, still hit me up, still inquire about those types of services. And I was so nervous to flip the page and say, hey, y'all, by the way, I'm, you know, pursuing this whole lifestyle blog influencer life. Um, But, you know, 
don't mind me over here. It was so hard for me to actually make that decision. And then I thought about it. When we read books, how often do we just stay on the same page? We don't just continue to read the same page. And if we do, it's because we're not understanding it. And that's what happens in business sometimes. Those of you out there that are not rebranding every now and again or or refurbishing or fluffing up your brand as far as like making it more inviting to people, making your story more intriguing and relatable to people, you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. I think about a book that I a book that I may read and I continue to read the same page. And it's because I don't want to flip because I don't really understand that page yet. That's what was happening with me. Like I just felt like I was stuck, that I was stagnant, and I realized, girl, you need to flip this page. Like, don't let people stop you from growing and getting to the end of this book because you're afraid to change your mind, that you're afraid to to step into a new arena. So that was really big for me this year, especially. And the last aha in business is inconsistent action leads to inconsistent results. The sooner the fake work stops, the real work can begin. And I think this is just a reminder for us all is that it's easy to post behind the scenes on Snapchat and Instagram. It's easy to look like you're doing the work, but it's all the work you're doing translating in your life. Is it helping you to achieve or reach your bottom line? So I think for me and for you as well, I hope, is that you do more working and less watching. If it means purging from social media and unfollowing some people or getting rid of some social media apps, do more work and less watching and you'll see the results. Like that one tip alone could tra- could translate into complete life change for you going into the next decade. And it's okay to not know something or to not have an answer. One thing in particular that I did this year is I figured out what my goals were that I did want to accomplish. I didn't have that much this, that many this year, but I figured out exactly what I wanted to accomplish. And I only focused on those things. And in the areas of those goals that I didn't know or I, I had no knowledge in or very little knowledge, I either hired someone to help or I found the people that had the answers and I took the course or I read the book or I did whatever the case may be. So I realized that it's okay for me not to know everything. Why people out here may think I know everything. I don't, y'all. Y'all heard that? I don't know everything. So identifying what your goals are and then really only focusing in. Again, focus was big for me this year. Focusing in on those things and identifying what don't I know. And either hiring someone to assist you or to give you the answer or investing in whatever the product or service is that can give you the answer so you can accomplish that goal. So those are my biggest ahas of 2019 or of the decade. And like I said, it was hard to narrow them down, y'all, but I did not want to make this episode super duper long. I just wanted to leave you this year with some nuggets that you could write down, uh, meditate on, and hopefully incorporate into your lives going into the new year and the new decade. I'm excited about the new decade, not because I have a ton more goals than I had this year, but because I'm definitely more focused. I'm definitely more aware. What did the people say out there? I'm more woke. I'm more woke, not about what's going on in society, but I'm more woke about Natasha. Um, I definitely have grown to love myself a lot more this year. I'm a lot more confident this year. And like I mentioned earlier, man, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush because at the end of the day, as long as I do the work, do it with the right motives, 
and do it to serve people and to make sure that at the end of the day, I'm impacting lives in a positive way, then that's all the progression that I need. So just identifying that gives me really hope and excitement about moving into the new uh, year. So I love you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I cannot wait for upcoming episodes. I'm bringing some guests on the show in the next upcoming episode. So super excited about that. Again, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go to tabletalkwithtati.com, subscribe. You can also subscribe on your favorite directories. We're everywhere. I'm not even going to keep listening. them. We're on any podcast directory you can think of. We are there. So definitely go subscribe wherever you please. And if you are on Apple Podcasts or on Apple, if you have an iPhone, please, please, please go and leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Share this episode with your friends. And until the next time, I will talk to you guys in the new year.